Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis back for another amazing week. And we're just ranting about how the market is currently shifting. And, you know, Brian was saying that you guys need to be working on your skills. You need to be role-playing stuff. You're going to have to be changing conversations, you know, in the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years, the conversation with a seller was how much money do you want? Just add a zero to it and we'll get it for you. Right. That is not, things are changing. It's different. Right. Uh, in the past two years, the conversation with a buyer was, listen, you better offer them an appendage and two pints of blood, right? And rights on your firstborn if you want to have a shot at this. The conversation is going to be different going forward. Yeah, and here's here's the thing. Um, I love Eric put this in the end of the chat. The landscape has changed, and I'm just reading his his thing. So should your approach. I can't say that better. And they followed it up with this: market data is key. Education buyers and sellers is a must. I like this one too. The MLS agent is dead. What does that mean? It means that if your entire skill set was to search the MLS and email to that buyer and say, I'll meet you there at three o'clock, you better learn this script. Would you like fries with it? Because <laughs> that's not going to work anymore. And I can tell you, Dale, my my personal brokerage and my what we're doing right now is we are literally tracking every Tuesday. We've got 10 stats that we're tracking. And, and for fun, I did this today because I was listening to somebody uh, talk about this. And this is a really interesting thing. If you, if you guys are nerds like me and like to look at data and like to look at trends, look at trends in average sales price starting in 06 um, through at least 2015. And here's what I found out that was really interesting. Most people would have said that the market crash was what, 20, 30, 40% in price reduction? Wasn't even close in my market. So it was interesting. I did some math on it. If you bought a house at the absolute peak, which believe it or not, was 2018 in my market. And the reason I think about that, if you think about why it's 2018, or excuse me, I might start over, was 2008. So yeah. 2008 was actually the peak in my market, and then it crashed because just because the economy crashes, the market doesn't instantly crash simultaneously. So right. yeah, we had the horrible crash of of 2018, or God, I need to speak right of 2008. So our price point peaked there. But here's some interesting things: by 2014, assuming that you'd made you'd had a fixed rate mortgage at six and a half percent and made your payment on time, you were back at break even. So, which is which is interesting. It took five years for people to get back to break even. And by the way, the next year you had equity, and after you have, and so it was very interesting research to do. Why am I even bothering with all this data and boring half of you to death right now? The reason being, that same conversation is going to happen. Oh my God, it's going to be two thousand eight. If you cannot convince somebody it's not going to be two thousand eight, tell them exactly what happened in two thousand eight. So do you plan on selling your house in the next three years? No. Well, great. Guess what? Even in 2008, when you bought a house four or five years later, you were even. And guess what? You actually started to build equity pretty significantly after that, which makes more sense to you. So understanding market data and market trends right now is so unbelievably important. Um, what's his name? Dave Ramsey put out a video this morning talking about this. And it's funny, I've been saying this for three weeks, not that I didn't steal it from somebody else, but the market is not decreasing. It is increasing slower. And by the way, that's the exact same thing that Dave said this morning. So yeah. take that for what it's worth and use that third-party validation because Brian Curtis said it, nobody cares, but Dave Ramsey said it, people actually care. Yeah. But the point is that uh, the market is, there's less, there are less sales happening. It's slowing down in terms of where it was. 
And so everybody here listening is here because you want to improve your conversational skills. You want to improve your ability to beat your competition. Uh, and when there are fewer sales, there is more competition for those sales. Um, so let's, I want to play us, I want to play a recording uh, here, Brian. You know, this one, uh, this person stuck the intro, but we will hear where the missing pieces are, right? And, and so this is important. Like, even if you can get your intro right, you still end up uh, with, with problems. And, and I want to play, you know, we want to play this for people and have them understand why there's issues here. So let me share my screen. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Heather. This is Kaylee with MBNA Realty. I saw you registered and viewed some homes on our website, and I was wondering if you were looking to buy or if you were just window shopping. She stuck the intro, right? Great intro. Assertive, great intro, very clear. Uh, she asks an either or question, you know, buying or window shopping. I'm just window shopping right now. I just sold my house in Haines City. Window shopping for now. Okay. And? We also teach that there's a couple of questions that are safe go-tos when you hear window shopping. And she says she just sold her home in wherever it is. Um, in April. So I'm just kind of fishing around. Okay, perfect. What kind of areas are you looking in? Um, actually, I'm looking in Sebring. So this is, again, along with in our teaching, right? One of the safe questions is what neighborhoods are you interested in or what areas are you looking in, which is exactly what she asked. It's a present tense question. Lead keeps giving her the information. So we're gonna we're getting close to the part where this goes downhill. Brian, I don't know if you can see this. Uh, for those who are, are just listening to this and don't see our video, it's a one minute and 41 second conversation. So Brian and I both know there's some kind of problem with this, with this call. Amen. That is too short, right? Especially for the way that it's gone so far. Great intro. Uh, lead is responding, willing to talk. The problem is it's only, and, and she's not quite ready yet to only have a one minute and 41 second call. I, we immediately know as trainers that there's a problem here. So let's keep listening. I've been looking down in Punta Gorda, um, Stewart. Okay. And what kind of things are your must haves for your new home? Um, I don't want a home. I want to a condo or a townhome, I guess. Okay. Um, I'd like all one floor, but sometimes that's impossible. Um, two bedroom, two bath. Okay. And do you have a budget? Is that better? Yeah, we really can't hear what they're saying, Dale. Hmm. Let me see if I turn my sound up. Let me make sure that I am sharing my sound appropriately. Share sound, screen two. Budget in mind, or are you just looking for now? I'm just looking for now. Why don't you go back to one minute because that's where we missed for Okay. Okay. And what kind of things are your must-haves for your new home? Um, I don't want a home. I want a a condo or a town home, I guess. Okay. Um, I'd like all one floor, but sometimes that's impossible. Um, two bedroom, two bath. Okay, and do you have a budget in mind, or are you just looking for now? I'm just looking for now. Okay, perfect. Would it? I don't like that she gave her the "Are you just looking for now?" out, right? It's just not to... my favorite script either. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna ask a budget question like that, just leave it. 
and what kind of budget were, were you thinking of a budget right or a price range I'd rather hear price range right um, but don't give them an out to say or are you just looking because then she just got just looking listen there's always a budget there's always a price range okay uh, there's a big difference between one hundred thousand dollars and ten million dollars, right? Yes. One, like... <laughs> one is not looking for the other. I promise you. It'd be okay if I email you some active listings in our area in Sebring. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's that MLS agent you were just talking about. Okay, perfect. And I was wondering if I could maybe give you a call this time next week just to go over those properties and see if any of them catch your eye. Um, yep, that would be okay. You might want to wait till like the end of the week though, like Friday. All right. So she sets the appointment. So I, I, you know, what's crazy, man, is, uh, for your average listener, that would sound like a great call, right? Entered in really strong, did a good intro, got some discovery in the middle, uh, asked to send property and then even set a semi-logical next step with that person as to when they're going to talk again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, why don't you point out the stuff that's missing here? Well, we, you know, first of all, we didn't do, yeah, she keeps giving, Eric says we keep giving her outs. And, you know, discovery, and it's funny, as we were doing training this morning, so we do role play on Wednesdays in our team. Right now, discovery is important, and it's far more important than it was before. Because, again, we're, we're shifting from people who have to do a little bit of sales versus for people who just light their hair on fire and go up and show up in the house. So we don't, I, I think we found our price range. I was having a little challenge. Everyone else said they could hear, so it must've been my end. But ultimately I didn't hear her build any rapport. I, and her discovery was very surface level. So it was interesting. I, I made an analogy this morning as I was going through. If you want to be successful in this market, I want you to think about it from the perspective of mining gold. Now, I've never mined an ounce of gold, so I'm not saying that level of expertise. But what I'm saying is that I used to watch some of those things, and Eric says this, and I agree, it's dive deep. You got to dig a bigger hole. If you're just going to scrape the stuff on the perp on the on the surface, you're going to end up with a bunch of rocks. So we've got to go deep. And here's the thing we haven't had to do for the last couple of years. We haven't had to find motivation. What's this person's motivation? What's their current situation? Do they like their current house? Do they currently rent? Do they currently own? And I know I'm just going on and on and on here. But my point is she did discovery. Basically, what LP mama basically was what she did. And then she punted. Barely. Right. Barely. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's what I what I wanted everybody to hear is that although this might sound like a great call from people, um, James Sims is looking for in Atlanta, looking for an early morning uh, script partner. Uh, let me, Brian, do you mind if I talk about prospecting room just real brief? Go for it. Uh, James Sims, what we're doing in my coaching and training company for our clients is we're opening up a thing called prospecting room, which is Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern to 2 p.m. Eastern, an open Zoom meeting with moderators with role play breakout rooms where our clients can show up, role play with people from across the country, get positive mindset, be pumped up and then mute themselves, keep their camera on and start lead generating in a community of other people who are lead generating and be supported be supported and be able to uh, share wins and commiserate about losses. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you can email me, dale at smartinsidesales.com, and uh, Megan will drop the thing in there. I wanted to say that because James is doing a great thing. He's looking for role play partners. Post it. You can also post that in social groups, James, if you're looking to, to get people to help you with that. 
And, um, and let me piggyback on what Dale said. So here's one of the issues I have with just general role playing. It's it's definitely better than what most people do. Let me start there. Congratulations for wanting a role play partner. But what Dale's offering and what I love about this, and I, I think we you need to have a third person. In other words, if Dale and I are going to role play together, that's fabulous. But guess what? We already have our own thoughts. We already have our own, and we've got we've got stuff in mind. And Dale, when he made a comment, if I if I was the agent. He knows what he's looking for, but maybe I missed something else. So one of the really keys, in my opinion, to role playing is having a third party there. Now, it's not perfect. You can still do it. It's better than nothing. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a statement that says, you know, there's we used to hear this practice makes perfect. No, practicing perfect makes perfect. So if you practice something wrong over and over and over again, all you're going to do is embed the wrong thing into your head. So I love the fact that we're going to have people in Dale's room watching, monitoring, giving feedback and celebrating. By the way, this is something for whatever reason we haven't we've stopped doing as an industry. Let's celebrate. Hey, I set an appointment or hey, I, you know, whatever, whatever your metrics are that you're looking for in every phone call. I built some great rapport. Celebrate this stuff. We've got to make this fun because here's the other the other thing and, and everyone's sick of me hearing me saying this on my team i can tell you that we sh we are shifting back to being a prospecting based business not that we ever really should have gone away from it that being said we got real busy showing property for the last couple of years we need to go back to prospect and we need to go back to follow-up that is where the money's at and by the yeah. way if you don't, you're going to be one of the 20 to 25% of the people who aren't on our show next year, because right. that's the reality of it. That's yeah. the that's the math that we're looking at is about 25% fall off in the next 12 months. Yep. Brian, let's go back to that call we just did. That's why what you and I are talking about is so relevant to that call. This agent is entirely forgettable because she didn't build the rapport, because she didn't do deep enough discovery. That lead is not emotionally attached to that salesperson, right? That lead does not have any sort of emotion or memory that's going to really attach to that salesperson. And so this salesperson, although she blocked and tackled sort of according to the manual, right? She didn't really create any kind of impact with this person. And you need to create impact with these people. One of the reasons why everybody loves Brian Curtis and Dale Archdeacon is because we make impacts in their lives and businesses, right? Beyond my beautiful hair. That's how they remember us, right, Brian? Absolutely. And, you know, how do you make it? Let's, let's talk about this right now, Dale, because I think it's important. We can listen to yeah, my call. We can't if we talk have time about to my talk. hair right now, Brian. That's just, that's off time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's talk about it. But here, here's what I want to say. So how do I make an impact right now? And my answer is education. So I would love to hear, and I've got some stuff too. I just don't want to, I, I want to ask you a question that I've got one too. What are the things that you're coaching your agents to, or the agents you work with to talk about right now? So it's a little bit different in my opinion. I'd love to hear where you're going and then I'll be happy to share where I'm going. Sure. When you say what we're asking them or teaching them to talk about right now, do you mean topical things, sort of the market, or do you mean like so, doing better discovery and making impact with people. I'm talking about information because at the end of the day, right now, part of our job is education. Not that it always hasn't been, but as a market shifts, let's face it, you can go on, I can go on Facebook. I saw it this morning. Here's an interesting story. I got a text message from one of my co coaching clients this morning saying that she was freaking out because, and she sent me this picture of this webinar talking about how the mar the real estate market was going to crash and it's going to be ugly. That was the title of it, by the way. So 
What are we doing to combat that? Because here's the thing, in case you guys don't know it, if you stick your head in the sand about this conversation, those people are not going to buy or they're going to get someone like me and Dale and they're going to buy with us because we educated them on what the actual market is going to do. And I think that's a real important thing. So that that's kind of where I'm going with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So listen, uh, I mean, the fact that the current market conditions are not the same as they were in 2007 and 2008, which caused the massive crash. So, you know, the, those are it's misconceptions that are in the marketplace. So you just have to you really have to educate your agents. You need to be educated on what the factors were that led to that and how the factors are currently different. Just because interest rates went up to a historically reasonable level, right? Uh, and it's put downward pressure on on market demand and transactions is not doesn't mean that the market's crashing, right? It's it, these are just market forces. And, you know, one of the things, Brian, in my entire career and working with salespeople is that if somebody needs to buy or sell a house, they need to buy or sell a house. And if you find the people who need to buy or sell houses, they're going to buy and sell houses whether the interest rates are two or whether they're 12, it's still going to happen because they need it to happen. It's just that there'll be fewer of them doing it. That's from your BA. Oh, sorry. Megan just posted <laughs> in the chat. Uh, if you guys have calls that you want reviewed, we would love for you to grab those recordings and upload them. Uh, Megan just posted in the chat. There's a Dropbox here where you can upload your recordings so that we can help you. And uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, it's going to be increasingly more important that you're having great conversations in order to convert leads into business. Yeah. And here's what I believe the number one objection is, Dale, right now. And, you know, we might want to talk about this. We've got five minutes or so left. I think it makes more sense to plan another call. But the number one objection that my agents as a group are hearing is I want to wait. Mm -hmm. And so what do they want to wait for? Well, that's the so again, people, you know, I want to wait. I think, and then we're, we're going to follow with different things. So part of it is some people, I just feel uncertain. I don't know what's going to happen. There's, there's one objection. Another objection is I'm waiting for the market to crash so I can go steal a house. Now they're not using that exact oh, yeah. verbiage, but yeah. So I think it's important. How, how do we even combat that? Like, you know, what's funny is uh, Canadians were having that problem for a long time because their media because their, their prices had ramped up and there is also a history of their prices ramping up and then prices deflating and coming down uh, at a certain point. And their media talks about it like that. So, you know, those salespeople really have to combat that messaging. And again, you know, in the face of that, it's like, well, how long are you prepared to wait to gamble on the market to see if you can get what you want? Uh, right. That's a question. And then it really comes back to what's your motivation, right? Hey, well, do you... Do you need to buy a home or do you want to buy a home, right? And I want to add something in there. And I think this is, you know, the last time that this happened, we didn't have to ask this question because there was no social media and there wasn't 24 hour a day news. I don't even know when that start, started, but here's the big difference in my opinion. Absolutely, Dale. You know, I'm hearing that from a lot. If somebody says to me, Brian, the market's going to crash, I want to wait for it to crash. You know, Dale, that's interesting you say that. I'm hearing that from a lot of my clients. Out of curiosity, where where are you getting your information from? Like, what makes you believe that? Yep. So that is so important because here's the thing. I saw it on Facebook. I watched it on CNN. I watched it on Fox. I, you know, my brother-in-law is a genius. 
I need to know where they're getting their information from so that I can have a, a more intelligent conversation with them. So, you know, I'll throw this number out there. And those of you who are KCM members at Keeping Current Matters, you can go and all this data is right there from in KCM. And I pulled it up. Um, according to them, and they're using third-party data, Fannie, Freddie, CoreLogic, things like this, we're looking at I'm sorry, people are making comments, make me laugh. People are, look, believe it or not, if you were to buy a house today in 2026, that house should be worth approximately 25% more than it's worth today. That's according to the experts. According so, to the experts. I love it. According to the experts. And by the way, I don't know, I said that, I would use that script. According to the experts, don't, and again, I'm not including myself in that. I'm talking about Fannie, Freddie, Coral. I mean, these people who study this stuff, NARS, part of there. So according to the experts, we're expecting appreciation of about 25% total in the next five years. With that in mind, are you willing to miss out on that? Well, whoa, tell me more about that. And then you can go through. But somebody said it's all about doing the math to overcome the objection. I agree. So but step one is let's play with them. Let's walk with them. Let's agree with them. Yeah. I mean, there's some bad stuff happening out there right now. So we don't want to discount that. And here's the other thing. I saw somebody basically put this objection up on lab coats today. And every response at the time that I looked at, there was 53 responses and every one of them was anecdotal. Guys, if you want to be successful in this business, know your numbers, you know, uh, language of real estate is numbers, whether you like that or not. And I don't care if you understand how the numbers were made. I don't need you to understand how you bake the cake. I just need you to serve the cake. So at the end of the day, you need to know these numbers. You don't have to be able to do calculus to figure it out. You just need to know that approximately 25% appreciation in the next five years, are you willing to miss out on that? Where are you getting that from? Fannie, Fred, these people. Okay, great. You know, and Again, can I probably do some of that math? Yeah, I'm pretty nerdy, but at the end of the day, that's not important. I didn't even bother to do the math. All I did was look up the data so that I can have an intelligent conversation with my people. And if you're not doing that, someone else is going to do it. And, and I think I might've told this story last week. If it's redundant, I apologize. But we actually had an agent on our team use this one simple script. According to the experts, the market is not going to decrease. It's just going to increase slowly. And what happened with that person? He went from a renter to a buyer. That nice. one script. There you go. That is hugely important. And that's why we're here on Cash Call. Look at that. Brian dropping script knowledge bombs that will get you another couple deals. I that like to think sense, so. Right? There we go. Brian, you can send all of these people the bill uh, via email for that script that's going to make more money for them. Yeah. And again, I don't know where it's at. I got to find it. It's on my it's on my list of things to do. Um, Dave Ramsey said the same thing. Am I a Dave Ramsey fan? No, don't particularly care for him. But let me say this. He's considered an expert. And I don't have anything bad to say about him. He's just not my guy. But if you put 100 people in a room and go, do you know who Dave Ramsey is, though? 99 of them will say yes. And 90 of them will say that they trust him. So again, don't trust Brian, don't trust Dale, because nobody knows who we are on a, you know, your clients don't know who we, well, Dale Archdeacon Slow said down. Slow down there. <laughs> I'm talking about the general public. The inner, the real estate world knows exactly who Dale Archdeacon is. But, you know, somebody in, you know, Iowa who's looking to buy a house probably doesn't know who we are, but they know who Dave Ramsey is. Look for third-party validation. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right, everybody. I hope that you got some massive value from that. Um, Brian's going to get us slapped with a lawsuit, but that's okay. 
you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Cash Call, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody.